We spoke about four halakim in Torah. Pshat Remez, Jewish insight, how the Torah can be understood in its halakhic angle, how it can be stood in the way that it speaks to a person and has expectations of him, how the Torah within it is the hint to understanding what's going to be in the future, and lastly, understanding the spiritual levels hidden in the Torah. People wanted an example of how Torah can be understood on these four levels. So let's learn a sugya together and see how four different approaches can answer the same question and how they apply to these four different levels. And it's actually a sugya which applies to Shavuot itself. One of the most famous questions in Shavuos, and that is the question of the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram at the beginning of Hilchah Shavuos in Simtav Salidalit, he asks a question, and the question is: On Shavuos, we say in Atfila that it's Zman Matan Teraseinu, the time of the giving of the Torah. And now the Mogan Abraham asks a question. Historically, when was the Torah given? Historically, there's an argument in the Gemara in Shabbos between Rabbi Yaisi and Chachamim. Was the Torah given on the 6th of Sivan or was the Torah given on the 7th of Sivan? And what does the argument depend on? So let's follow the timeline. On Rosh Chodesh, Klai Yisrael arrived in Midbar Sinai. They set up their tents, they unpack. The Gemara says because of the fact that they were tired from the journey, Hashem didn't speak to them on Rosh Chodesh when they arrived. On the 2nd of Sivan, Hashem offers the Jewish people the option of receiving the Torah, which Moshe comes down and offers to the Jewish people. And their response, Naisiv and Nishma, they're willing to accept the Torah, that's why the second of Sivan is called famously the Yemen Meyuchos, the day where Klai Yisrael accepted to go into a covenant with Hashem and accept the Torah. On the third of Sivan, Moshe goes up the mountain to relay the Jewish people's response to Hashem, and Hashem tells him to make a barrier around Har Sinai, that the Jewish people shouldn't come too close, because the Shekhinah is going to rest in Har Sinai, and therefore, the Jewish people have to maintain their distance. Moshe comes down on the 3rd of Sivan and does that. On the 4th of Sivan, Moshe goes back up to the mountain and Hashem tells him that Klai Yisrael have to prepare themselves for Matan Torah. Specifically, they have to be tar when the Torah is given and therefore they have to separate from their wives. That was on the 4th of Sivan. The Bulash of the Pasuk, Vekhidashtam Hayyayim They should separate, they should sanctify themselves that day and the next day which if understood means the 4th of Sivan and the 5th of Sivan. If that's the case, the Torah will be given on the 6th of Sivan. That's the opinion of Chachomim. The two-day separation is enough, and the Torah will be given on the 6th. Rabbi Yossi argues, and Rabbi Yossi says that Moshe added an extra day. 
which means that even though it's told on the fifth, on the fourth, that to tell Kaishal this rule to separate, he told them two days after today, which would mean that what separation days would be the fifth and the sixth. And if that's the case, the Torah would only be given on the seventh. Now, to understand, the Gemara expands this machlokes, and the Gemara says everybody agrees that the Torah was given on Shabbos. If that's the case, we just have to work backwards. So according to Rabbi Yossi, if the Torah was given on Shabbos, which was the seventh, then it will work out that Rosh Chodesh was the first, and that's the day it came to Arsina, and was on the Monday, they were told to separate from the mountain on the Tuesday, Hashem told them to separate from their wives on the Wednesday, and Thursday, Moshe added extra Friday, and the Torah was given on Shabbos, the seventh of Sivan. According to Rabbanon, the Torah was given on Shabbos, which was the sixth of Sivan. If that's the case, working backwards, Rosh was on the Monday, when they arrived in Har Sinai, they said nice finish on the Tuesday, which was the second, Hashem told them to leave the mountain on the third, which was the Wednesday, on the fourth, which was the Thursday, Hashem told them to separate from their wives, which would be the Thursday and the Friday, the fourth and the fifth, and the Torah was given on Shabbos, which was the second. Okay. <coughs> so we have a Machlekes. Says the Magen Avram, the Machlekes isn't just chronologically, it's a Halachic Machlekes also. And that is, how long would Kaisha have to separate from their wives that everybody would be able to be tar for Matan Torah? Halachically, would have to separate for two days or three days. Says the Magen Avram, if we look in Yaredeya, you'll see we Paskan like Rabbi Yaisi. The separation for Tyre has to be three days. And if that's the case, then it comes out that when Torah was given, like Rabbi Yossi, on the 7th of Sivan. By us, we finish counting Sphira after 49 days, and the following day is the 6th of Sivan. We're going to count in days of the Omer. It will come out that the Jewish people received the Torah, according to Rabbi Yossi, on the 51st day after it says Mitzrayim. And we have each first on the 50th day. So how can we say today was the day of Matan Torah Seder? There's a second way of arriving at this Cheshpin as well. We know that Shabbos HaGadol, the Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos HaGadol because of the miracle which happened on that date, which was that the Jewish people took sheep which the Egyptians worshipped, and the Egyptians were rendered incapable of stopping them. That was on the 10th of Nisan, like the Bosak says. So the 10th was the Shabbos, and the 11th was the Sunday, and the 12th was the Monday, and the 13th was the Tuesday, and the 14th was the Wednesday, and it will come out that the day of it says Mitzrayim, the 15th of Nisan, was a Thursday. If the 15th of Nisan was a Thursday, then they counted Sphira, or they started counting Sphira, on the Thursday night. Friday would be the first day of the Sphira, which means the Sphira would end seven weeks later on a Thursday, and the 50th day would be a Friday. If that's the case, if Christ will receive the Torah on Shabbos, Shabbos would be the 51st day. So therefore, for this reason also, the Mogul of Ram has proven for two different directions that the day that the Torah was given isn't the day we keep in Shabbos. So why on Shabbos today do we say Zman Matan Torah Seder? That's the question, a famous question, and 
obviously many, many Akhroinim have tried to give, suggest different answers to the question of the Magen Abra. Now, as I said, this is a good opportunity to see how Torah can be learned on four different levels. What we call Paradise. Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Soid. So let's talk about the Pshat. How would we answer the Magen of Ram's question based on the Pshat? The Pshat means based on the Halach. So we have a Halacha Sefer called the Chag Yaakov. And in two places, both here in Simitov Tari Dalit and earlier in Simitov Lamed, he tries to disagree on the halachic basis that the Magen of Ram asked the question. And he says that he found in a Tanaic work called the Seder Oilam that Yitzhak Mitzrayim was on a Friday. And if Yitzhak Mitzrayim was on a Friday, it will come out that the Sphira began on Shabbos. And if that's the case, the Sphira ended seven weeks later on a Friday, and the 50th day was Shabbos, which means it would come out like a Chomim. The Chomim said the 6th of Sivan, or the 50th day was the Shabbos, and that was the day they finished counting. And if that's the case, there would be no question because that would, that would, if you'd had like a chomim, the day we got the Torah was the 50th day, was the 6th of Sivan. Now, what's the difficulty with saying that? The Morgan of Ram based this question on two facts. Number one, that in Hilchas Yeridea, we pass Kanak Rabbi that one needs three days for Tyra. And if you're going to say that Rabbanon, Tyra would be only two days. And number two, that the Shulchan Aruch Paskans, that the reason for Shabbos Sagadl was because of the nace which happened on the 10th of Nisan, that the Jewish people took the sheep. And in order for the 10th to be Shabbos, then Pesach would have to be on a Thursday. However, if you're going to say Pesach was on a Friday, like the Chagyaka wants to learn from the Seder Olam, who would come out that the 10th was on a Sunday. So why are we celebrating Shabbos Sagadu? The Chagyaka also raises this point, and he says, it's true, it's a machlekes between our Gemara and the Midrash called the Seder Olam. But, this is the interesting point, he says that we're going to pass in Chachomim, not like Rabbi Yaisi, and if that's the case, we're going to Paskan that really Matan Torah was on the 6th, on the 50th day, not like Rabbi Yaisi that Sarah Moshe added a day on his own. And if that's the case, he wants to say that the fact that in Halacha in Yeradeh, it says one has to wait three days for Torah, is only a Chumrah. The Ikra Din, one only has to wait two. If we Paskan like a Chumrah. And even though it means he's disagreeing with the Shulchan Aruch, who says that the reason for Shabbos HaGadl is because of the miracle which happened on the 10th. And according to him, the miracle happened on the Sunday, which was the 10th. He says to Chag Yaakov that the other reasons why it's called Shabbos HaGadl as well. And therefore, there's a halachic basis to argue with the facts that the Morgan Avram brought as the question. But if we pass on like Rabbi Yosef and the fact that the 10th of Nisan was a Shabbos because of Shabbos HaGadl. So the Chag Yaakov wants to argue and therefore he says there's no real question. However, even if the Chok Yaakov is right in such an opinion, it doesn't really help us because we pass on like the Shulchan Aruch. And according to Shulchan Aruch, the 10th of Nisan was a Shabbos, he says so clearly. 
And according to Shulchan Aruch, it seems that he holds that when, like Rabbi Yossi, that in order to be tired, a person needs a separation of three days. If that's the case, let's ask the question. If you're going to pass like the Shulchan Aruch, how can we call Shvuz Zman Matan Teresena? And if that would be the basis of a Pshat argument, which means we discuss the halachic factors in the question, and based on that debate whether one can or can't say the Torah was given on the, the 50th day of the Omer or not. Now let's look at a different approach. We look at the approach of the Remes. We know there's also a question which is well known, a question which is asked, and that is, why are we celebrating Shavuos at all? Really, we shouldn't be celebrating Shavuos today because if what we're celebrating on Shavuos was the fact that we were given the first set of luchas, the fact that we were given the crowns of Nasev and Nishma, then these are all things we lost. The first luchas were smashed. The Torah was taken away from us again. The crowns of Nasev and Nishma were removed. When Nechai Yisrael sinned and sinned terribly by the Egel Azov, they lost everything that they gained from the first set of luchas. And if that's the case, the Torah we have today was the Torah we were given only much later on Yom Kippur, after the 40 days of Tshuva, when Hashem agreed to give Kaitrol a second chance, and He sent Moshe down from the mountain with the second set of luchas. Those we received on, this, on Yom Kippur. And that's the Torah we have today. So if we wanted to celebrate Matan Torah today, the Torah we got was Luchas Shniyas, not Luchas Rishonis. So why are we celebrating Shavuos? Shavuos was wonderful while it lasted, but after the ego we lost whatever we gained from Shavuos. So what's the answer of Shavuos about? Why are we, calling, why are we looking at it as the day we will cover the Torah? Again, this is a well-known question. There are a number of answers. One of the answers, the one I want to share tonight, is even if Klai Yishol lost the Luchas, lost the Torah, lost their crowns, lost the Nevoah and the closest to Hashem that they had, there was one thing they didn't lose. And what they didn't lose was the effect of Har Sinai. The tremendous effect of standing in Har Sinai and hearing the Shafer and hearing Hashem speak and witnessing the fire and the lightning and the thunder left an indelible impression on Klal Yisrael. And how do we know this? The Rambam says so. The Rambam says, the Rambam says that Kol voice of anybody whose ancestors' feet stood at the foot of Harsinai would never doubt the fact that The impact of Harsinai was everlasting. That's something we can still say we have from our Sinai. Now, if what we were celebrating, if the day of our Sinai was the day that Klaishal actually got the Dibras, in other words, the seventh of seven, then our focus of celebrating Shavuos would be on the Torah that we received. And if that's the case, if that's the case, we would wrongly think about this as the day of Kabbalah Satara of the Luchas Rishonis which we don't have. And therefore by making the day of Shavuos the day before that, the day when Klai Yisrael were already standing waiting around the face of Har Sinai, 
then we focus on Shuas not on receiving the Aserah Sadebris, which was the next day. That we don't have anymore. The Torah we have is the Torah we got from Luchashnias. We're focusing on what we were makabal from our Sinai. And why is it called Zman Matan Torah why was that called at the time we got the Torah? If, if Hashem only spoke to us later on, on the 7th. And the answer for this, and it's very interesting, is a person in the Shachanarach called the Ber Hetev. The Ber Hetev, normally, the reason he wrote his Sefer and what he does, is he summarizes the opinions of the Magan Avram or the Shach, or the Taz, the primary commentators in the Shachanarach, and he just gives in one or two lines, succinctly their opinion. However, here on this Morgan of Rome, the Berhetev completely uncharacteristically gives us a whole drasha. And he says that what was needed before Klai Shok could receive the Torah is the preparation to receive the Torah. And therefore, what we received on the first day so to speak, the 50th day of the Omer, what we call today the first day of Shavuos, the 6th of Sivan, that's when Klai Yisrael were readied to receive Torah. And this is an amazing thing. The Gemara says that on Shavuos, Rav Yosef used to tell his family, prepare for me Iglatil to the best, choicest cuts of meat, because he loved Hayoma. If not for today, come a Yosef in Kubashuka. I would be like any other Yosef in the marketplace. What makes me special is today. And the first asked the question, he should have said, if love the Torah, come a Yosef would be in the Shuk. What makes me special is the Torah I've learned. What's it got to do with today? What makes me special is the fact that it's today. And says the Berhetev, when Kleistral learns from the experience of Sinai, Another year is Shemaim. Another year Even before they got the Torah. And even if they lost the Torah, they didn't lose the lessons that they got from Har Sinai, which would be the lessons to enable them to receive Torah, to make them worthy of receiving Torah. Now, Rav Yosef says in the end of the Gemara of Saita, Rav Yosef says, when the Commissioner says that after Shimon Gamliel died, people of humility ceased with the death of the Tan, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, says Rabbi Yosef, I'm still alive and I have the mind of another. How you could say that's a question in his own right, that's not what we're discussing right now. But Rabbi Yosef held himself to be somebody who had another. And if that's the case, Rabbi Yosef said, my distinction, what makes me special, is Hayoma, is the today, not the tomorrow when the Torah was given. Because there are lots of people, Tamilich Achomim, lots of people who have learned Torah. But what made Yab Yosef on a different level is his another. And that's what he celebrated when he celebrated the first day of Shavuos was the fact that he was an honor. That's what he received, that's what enables him, readies him to receive the Torah. Now, let's take it a step further. As everyone here heard in the Shia we gave a Pashas Bahar, and that is the factors which we learned from Har Sinai. 
two of the three factors we learned from Harsina. Harsina was chosen to be the place where the Torah was given, number one, because it was the lowest of the mountains, which is Anava, and number two, Yerushimayim. These were the lessons of Sinai. When the Gemara talks about, is it better somebody who has a broad knowledge of Torah, or somebody who is more incisive, has more penetrating analysis? The Gemara calls him Sinai, or Sinai is a person with a more broader base of knowledge. An Oikir Harim is somebody who has more sharp, more ability to grind, so to speak, the mountains against each other. And the Gemara says, Rav Yosef was called Sinai. Rav Yosef is called Sinai. Rav Yosef embodies those principles of Sinai. That's what he got from that day. I heard recently a beautiful addition to this idea of the Berhaytev. The Gemara says in Kiddushin that the people of Babel weren't Lamini Chachamim because since they were Baalei Gaiva they didn't do Chazar. And that's why they forgot. We know when Hashem gave the Jewish people the first set of Luchas, Chazal tell us that part of the nature of the first Luchas is that something which once they learned they would never forget. If we had Luchas Rishonim we would never forget anything. However, when the first Luchas was smashed and we had to get a second set of luchas. So then there's a principle of shikha, forgetfulness, and people need to do constant revision, chazar, in order not to forget. And therefore, we can add what we said before. Besides for the fact that the principle of the first day of Shavuot, what we learned was the, the readiness for Kabbalah Satara, which we kept, which of Yosef learned and, and internalized to the extent that he himself is called Sinai, is another point also. If we had the Luchas Rishonis, then everybody would know everything. No one would forget. The Yosef would lose his distinction. Everybody would be a Sinai. It's only because we lost the first Luchas. And therefore, knowledge of Torah depends on the amount of person that's Chazara. And not everybody who learns knows. And not everybody who has finished something remembers it. The Rav Yosef has his distinction. He was the Sinai. He was the one who revised and revised and remembered. And therefore he says, there is a special reason to celebrate for us. Because Bilav HaYoyma, the first day of Shus, the day of the 50th, coming yesterday, if we would have celebrated Luchas Rishonis, if we would have kept Luchas Rishonis, the Rav Yosef would have had no distinction of anyone else. It was only when there was no longer Luchas Rishonis. And therefore what we kept from Matan Torah was the another, was the Yerushimayim. And therefore was the elements which will force a person to do Chazara again and again, not to forget. To make sure he remembers, that's what gave Rabbi Yosef his distinction. And therefore to explain this reason of Remes, in a few more words, the Torah called Shavuot's the first day. Alluding to the fact that what we're celebrating on Shavuot isn't the getting of the Luchas. That was on the 7th. That was on the 51st day. Because the Torah knew that isn't what we were going to keep from Shavuot. The level of Luchas Rishonis we don't have. What we need to celebrate in Shavuot and learn from Shavuot and take from Shavuot is what we, what we got from Maimed Har Sinai. 
Tafkot we got from the first day because that's the day which we learned from the lessons of Harsinai before we got to Sarasadipas. And those are the lessons which ready us to accept Torah. And those are the lessons we need in order to accept the future second Luchas which we're going to get. After the whole process of losing the first Luchas and davening and doing Shava and preparing ourselves to get the second ones. Like I said, the concept of Ramez is the Torah alluding to what's going to be in the future. Here we see it. Shavuos was the 50th day. Because the Torah knows in advance that what was received on the 51st day, the first Luchas is not what was going to stay with us. And now let's go to our third answer. We call Drush. It's a morale in the Sefer the Paris Israel, Perich of Zayn. And the morale maybe is a little bit esoteric. Let's explain what he says and then we'll try and elaborate in our own words. The morale says there's no, the Morgan of Rome's question isn't difficult. Because what we say on Shvers is Zman Matan. The day that the Torah was given. Says the Mara. There's a difference between when the Torah was given by Hashem and when the Torah was received by us. What Moshe Rabbeinu could push up was the day that we received the Torah. But as far as Hashem is concerned, the day that he gave the Torah was the 50th. And therefore, what we're talking about in Shavuos was the day of the giving of the Torah. Not the day we received the Torah. And therefore, the day of the giving of the Torah was the 50th. And the other question is, what does this mean? What does this mean? Hashem spoke, we heard him. Hashem gave them, we received them. There was no time delay. So if that's the case, if what Hashem spoke was on the 7th of 7, what does it mean that Hashem already gave the Torah on the 6th? The Beis Halevi elaborates, he doesn't quote the morale, but he elaborates on the idea, which I think the morale means as well. And he says that this, what Klai Yisrael received the Torah, they didn't just receive mitzvahs. But since the Torah, so to speak, is the blueprint to the world, then really having the Torah is having the ability to run the world. And when Klai Yisrael were given the Torah, Klai Yisrael were given the ability to dictate how the world's going to run. Just like we see by Kiddush HaChodesh. Klai Yisrael can decide when the new moon is going to be Rosh Chodesh, and based on that is when the Moedim are going to fall. And based on that is when Hashem is going to judge us on Rosh Hashanah, or Hashem will forgive us in Yom Kippur, we have the right to decide when it's going to be. And similarly in the cases of Halacha. The decision of Klai Yisrael determines what's going to be the Halacha. It doesn't just determine Halacha, it determines the reality based on the Halacha. So for example, if halacha is that something's a traitor and has a certain illness or disability which will cause it to die in 12 months, it's called a traitor. If Chazal decides that's a traitor, then it'll be a traitor. And if Chazal decides that it's not a traitor, then there's no reason for it to die. Similarly, the Yishami says, until three years, there's a principle by a girl, the Pesulisei and if Klai Yisrael add an extra month, make a leap year, an ekra lakil goymer alai, HaKadosh Baruch will run the world based on Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael got this ability at Matan Torah. Now, we know from the beginning of the Torah, it says, Ve'er ve'boiker yoyim hashishi, 
Vesik, not Yem Shishi. Then the Vesik, like it says, Yem Revio, Yem Hamish, Yem Hashishi. Vesik, says the Torah. The whole world is waiting for that sixth day. The Yom Hashishi. The sixth day of Sivan when Klai Yisrael meant to receive the Torah. Because if Klai Yisrael receive the Torah, the world has a purpose. And if they don't, then the world is going to be returned to Torah of To nothingness. The creation will be undone. And comes that Yom Hashishi. Comes the sixth day. The 6th of 7, the original Friday, and the Torah wasn't given, and the world survived. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu decided that Kabbalah's Torah should be on the Shabbos. How can that change the, process, the, the pre-programmed Tachta Sabriya? How can that undo the plan that Hashem had? It's only possible if we have the Torah, then we can dictate how the world is meant to run. And therefore, in order for Moshe to push off the day that the Torah was given, it has to be Moshe already had the Torah. And if that's the case, where do we see the fact that the Koyach Torah was given to mankind? Where do we see the fact that the people had the ability to use Torah and to use Torah to change the world? We see it on the 6th of 7, that the Torah wasn't given, contrary to Hashem's original plan. Hashem's original plan was to give the Torah on the 6th of 7. He built the whole world with that in mind. And if Moshe was able to push it off to the 7th, we must we see that on the 6th, when the Torah wasn't given, it must be because the Koyach of the Torah was already given to people. And if that's the case, with this base of we can understand what the Maral says. The morale says that Hashem gave the Torah to Klai Yisrael on the 6th. We received the Torah on the 7th. When Hashem gave the Torah to Klai Yisrael on the 6th, means the Koyach of the Torah, the ability to have the Torah as ours, and therefore use it to dictate what's going to be in the world, must have been given on the 6th. Otherwise, there was no way we would be able to delay what Hashem wanted to do, to change Hashem's plan of giving the Torah on the 6th. And therefore, it must be that Moshe had the power to delay Matan Torah because he had the Torah. And the first thing he did with that Koyach was to push up Matan Torah to the following day. So yes, the Torah we received on the 7th, but that's a proof that the Torah had been given to us on the 6th. And therefore, we can say on the 6th day of 7, on the 50th day of the Omer, that it's Zman Matan Torah Seinu. The principle of the Torah had already been given. There's a Ramami Pando in his Sefer Amaris. When he talks about the same question, he says, as a remedy to this, the seventh day of Sivan is Yom Tov Shani. And all the postcom asked the question, what are you trying to say? The main day of Shabbos is the second day. And what about Neris Yisrael? We only have one day. That's not what the, that's not what the Ramami Pando meant. He wasn't trying to say that the main day of Shabbos is the second day because that's the original seventh of Sivan when the Torah was given. He means something else. What rights do Rabbanan have to make Yom Tavs? The Torah said Shavuos is one day. What right do Rabbanan have to add a second? Now, by the other Yom Tavim, it's not such a question. If it came to Pesach or Sukkot or even Rosh Hashanah, Rabbanan didn't have to do very much. It's a Sothic. 
we don't know when, it ha- when there was a based in when Makadish Chadashim based on the witnesses, we don't know what's going to be because the witnesses, when they came to Bastin, that the Bastin's verdict hasn't yet been transmitted to the whole of Chutzlaritz. And therefore, if we'd be keeping two days Yom Tov in Chutzlaritz, it's not a Takana de Rabbanan, it's a Sophic de Reisa. We don't know when the Torah says, when the Torah says to keep Shavuos or Sukkot or Pesach, I'm sorry, because we don't know when Chazal made the Rishchodesh. So we're keeping both days as a Sophic. When it comes to Shavuos, there's no Sophic. Because Shavuos is not a date of the month. Shavuos is 50 days following Pesach, and everybody now knows three months later when Pesach was. So why did Chazal attack on the second day of Shavuos? And the answer to the Chasim Sefer says, Loi plog But if that's the case, the second day of Shavuos isn't a Sophic. The second day of Shavuos is a Takana de Rabbanu. And it's Takana de Rabbanu that now becomes like Yom we can say Kiddush, you have to say Hadal, and you can't put on Tefillin, which is the limits of the Raisa. So you see Rabban have the ability to change things with their Koyach That's what the Ramami panel means. That the reason why we celebrate Shavuos on the 50th day, like the Maral said, like the Besalevi said, is because that's when we got the Koyach to do things as Rabban. It means we have the Torah. And Leib HaShemayim, the Torah is for us to decide. And if you want an example, a remiss, to the fact that Chazal can do such things and change the dates of the Torah, you see we can add another Yom We can make a second day of Shavuos. Why do I call this Rush? Because we identified Rush as how the Torah speaks to the person. And here we see how the Torah speaks to the person. The lesson of Matan Torah is the Kayach that is given to Klai Yisrael when we receive the Torah. We were now given the keys to the whole Bria. And therefore, we're celebrating that Kayach that we got as Klai Yisrael, not the day that the Debris were given. This is our third answer. And eventually, lastly, we come to the fourth level, which is Said, which is the same what happens in Shemai. The Magan Avram himself later on in the Simon and Hilchus Shavuos on the Menag to eat Mulchiks and Shavuos the Magan Avram quotes the Zayar. The Zayar says that the reason there were seven weeks after we went out of Mitzrayim just like a person who is Tomei needs to wait seven days we call Zayim Nakim to become Tar similarly Klaishra who were Tomei in Mitzrayim had to wait seven times seven weeks. Seven days, seven weeks, seven days. 49 days to become tar. And then he says that since just like blood is a symbol of tumor, milk is a symbol of tyra. And therefore, when the 50th day, we celebrate it by drinking milk. What does the Zohar mean? So let's explain the principle. Really, Chazal already tells us in the Midrashim that the point of leaving Mitzrayim was to receive the Torah. And if that's the case, we should have received the Torah immediately following Pesach. Why do we have to wait seven weeks? And the answer is that when we, even if we would physically come out of Mitzrayim, we hadn't yet spiritually detached ourselves from Mitzrayim. 
Avedizara or the culture or the Tzum of Mitzrayim still clung to us. And before we could receive the Torah, we had to detach ourselves from our connection, if it's spiritually, if it's emotionally, to Mitzrayim. And that took a process. And the process of Spirit Omer is the process of detachment from the Tum of Mitzrayim. And just like as a Moshal, when a person is Tommy, whether it's Thomas Mace or Thomas Tsarais or Thomas Zava Zava, whatever it's going to be, it needs Shivan Akim, which means seven days that a person is separated from the Tumah before they can try to become Torah. Same thing by Mitzrayim, it needed a certain amount of time to separate from the source of the Tumah before we could become Torah. That's a sphere. But that's not enough. Just like all the people we mentioned before, Hutame, the fact that they've waited seven days doesn't make them tar. It's after the waiting process, now they can work on becoming tar. And therefore, whether it's the paradom or it's going into a mikvah, whatever the, the process of tarah is, that can only begin after the period of waiting is finished. And therefore, after the seven times seven days, the Klajal had to wait to be detached from the tomb of Mitzrayim. Now they need to retire themselves. Now they need to purify themselves in order to receive the Torah. The Zara talks about the importance of being table in a mikveh. He gives a marshal of the getting the color ready to send in the chuppah. And therefore, her maidservants go with her to be tabled, to purify herself, to stand around the chuppah. Same in Klai Yisrael, in Shavuos, have to be, be tabled, so to speak. He says, I mean, literally as well, but also conceptually, in order to stand on the Harsinai. What does Tefillah do? What does Tefillah do? How does it, even if a person is detached from Tumor, but how does it bring him back to Tyre? Even the Mikveh. How does immersing oneself with water bring a person back to Tyre? So the inside of desire is that blood is always referred to as dinim, as the source of punishment. And when a person is tummy, they're under a certain influence of din. And as opposed to that, the concept of water is always chesed. When a person is detached from the din, which is the tumor, so now he can immerse himself in the mind and go back to Hanhaga of Chesed. And that Hanhaga of Chesed brings a person back to Tyra. The famous words of Rabbi Akiva Ma'am Mikva Mataris Atzmein, Afa Kodish Baruch Mataris Israel Shinemar, Vizarakti Alechem Maim. So after waiting seven weeks to detach ourselves from the tomb of Mitzrayim, from the place where the Apostle says, I saw you covered in your own blood, which is a symbol of Tumah. The blood is always a symbol of Tumah. After a waiting process to detach from that Tumah, then on Shavuos, we haven't yet finished the process. We are now able to be toiled in the Tyre. We're not able to retire ourselves. And go back to our Hagar of Chesed. And then we're ready to receive the Torah. And therefore the Zara says the whole preparation for Shavuos is before Matan Torah. 
But in Torah is in the morning. And our main avoid on Shavuos is the night before going to the Zara where we learn Torah. Where we prepare ourselves to retire ourselves through that so that we write to receive the Torah in Shavuos morning. And therefore the idea of eating Mulchiks is because in the, the Isra of Basar B'cholah the Zara says the Basar and the blood is the Din. The milk is the Chesed. We don't mix the Hanhog of Chesed and Din. And therefore now we Zeche again to come to Hanhog of Chesed now the way to show that is by eating smilchik, not peshek. Eating something which is a symbol of chesed. And the principle? Really, HaKadosh Baruch would have given us a Torah long before. We weren't ready. We needed the preparation in order to be ready for Kabbalah's Torah. And therefore, in that original year, Baruch the year Hashem speak, and there had to be a certain level of tire for that, over and above. So Moshe declared it another day. Klaisho weren't yet ready to hear Hashem speak. And that's the case in that first year, the Torah was given on the 7th of 7. That's when, not because Hashem wasn't able to give it before, but because we, Klaisho, weren't yet tired to receive it. But that was only that year. Every subsequent year, when did Klaisho get the Torah? When Klaisho already. And what Klaishal already is when they've been through the process of the seven times seven days of separation from Tumma, the 49 days of the Omer, and then we've been tabled in the Torah of the El Shavuz, and then we're ready to receive the Torah. And then spiritually we get the Torah. And therefore, the day we celebrate the Yom Tov isn't just historic commemoration of when it happens. The day we celebrate the Yom Tov is when that spiritual energy is active, and it's happening again. And it's true that by Pesach, the day we celebrate is the day, the same day that originally the Pesach was, which is the 15th of Nisan. And on Yom Kippur, the day we celebrate Yom Kippur is the same historical day that the original Yom Kippur was, which is the 10th of Tishrei. When it comes to Shavuos, historically the day that Shavuos was, was the 7th. That's when Christ will be ready to give the Torah. But today it's not, it's the 6th. Because the preparation we do today to ready ourselves for Kabbalah's Torah, we're ready on the sixth. And when Hashemayim, when we're ready, the Torah will come. And therefore, says the Zod, there's nothing wrong with our saying, Zman, Matan, Teresen, on the sixth. Because that's really now when we're getting the Torah. It's not just a question of history. It's a question of what's happening now in Shemayim. And that's the element of Sayyid. The element of Sayyid is understanding when Hashemayim what's happening. And based on that, understanding how the Torah is working. So to sum up, we've seen the question historically of the Morgan of Ram. The Torah asks, the Torah was given on the 7th. Why do we celebrate Shavuos on the 6th? Why do we call today the 6th is Marmat and And we saw four different approaches to answer. They aren't arguing with each other. They analyze the Torah from different perspectives. We could take the halachic perspective of arguing about to be passing like Rabbi Yossi Rabbanan that they had to keep two days or three days separation. Which was the day that they came out of Mitzrayim and when did they start counting spirits over? We could take the Remez, that the, the day the Torah was Kuvayat and Torah was not the day they got the Luchas because the Torah knew in advance that those Luchas wouldn't last with us. And therefore we're celebrating is the High Yoma, where they got the lessons of Sinai, like we saw by Rabbi Yosef. We could learn the angle of Drush, and what the Torah does for the person. And what Klaishal received in the sixth wasn't the mitzvah of the Torah. 
It was the ability to run the world based on Torah, which had to be given to us to change the date of Matan Torah, or we could answer based on the Zara. And that is, understand the spiritual underpinnings of what's happening. We say Matan Torah when the Torah is being given to us now. And this year, and every year since Matan Torah, the day the Torah is given is the 6th of seven. Because we are ready to receive it. And we do the whole Lel Shavuos as a way to matter ourselves to be ready to receive it. Like Zara says, that's where the minute of staying up the night comes from. And Rabbi Shimon and Islamidim used to spread the night to prepare themselves, to matter themselves to receive the Torah. Then for us, that's when each year it's ours, Man Matan Torah Sena. This is just a case in point, Nagea Tishvus, but as a single one can see, and one can learn all four different elements of the Psat, the Remez, the Drush, and the Sat.